Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to a new episode of He Said, He Said, He Said, a look at the world from a seasoned Black man's perspective. I'm Alvin King, your host, and welcome to our show tonight, this Friday, uh, July the 29th. Yes, 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 summer is moving on, everybody. And our show tonight uh, is The Power of Love. For those of you who have been following us over the last year, almost two years, um, we we did this show in March of 2021. And when we did the show, it was really about uh, relationships. And I'm talking about intimate relationships and asking people, you know, how did they define love and how, you know, what 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 love meant to them? Those were those type of questions. But tonight, uh, Bosch and I have, uh, produce a show where we want to talk to you in this episode of The Power of Love about you and, and how we ourselves define love and what it means for us. And so we have three points that we're going to share with you tonight. Uh, and we have questions pertaining to those points. So feel free to, uh, you know, respond and, and give us, you know, tell us how you feel about it. Our first point will be self-love and we will have some questions uh, in that area. And then the next will be love and happiness. You know, um, that that's very important because a lot of us love what we do, but are we really happy doing it? So we're, we're going to explore that with some questions. And last, the question or the point is, is love driving your purpose, passion, and your motivation? Um, I, I ask myself that all the time, and that's how I kind of keep myself grounded. So, you know, tonight, again, welcome to the show. Bosch and I are glad that you're here for this episode of The Power of Love. Now, I hope everybody, everybody got their mega million uh, ticket somewhere, because it is 1.28 billion dollars that's up for grabs tonight. And I do have a very funny story before we move on. I went to get my tickets on yesterday because a friend was telling me, you know, go get your tickets, go get your tickets. And I did. And I don't do this often. So I ran, you know, to where I got my ticket, you know, knew I was supposed to sign, uh, fill out something with my numbers. I did all this before I went. And I ran out the store, took the picture of the tickets and sent them to him. And he said, you, you playing the wrong game. I was done. So I went back to the store. I was playing the Powerball. So I went back to the store and got my Mega Million tickets. So that was a sign. And that's all I'm going to say. It was a sign and it was a good sign. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But I hope you guys have your, your tickets. But speaking of good signs, can we all welcome my co-host to the show tonight, Mr. Vosh Bodhi? Can you come on in here, please? Hey, 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 Alvin King. <laughs> hey, Vosh Bodhi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What do you think about that opening tonight? I I was just going to be polite at first, and then I was going to say, are we not going to say anything about our opening? Are we just not going to say anything? I needed you here to do that. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. on point. <laughs> on point. I almost want to see it again, but <laughs> I don't want to. You will. You will. You will. How's your week been? You know, it has been booming and grooving. I've been yeah. bobbing and weaving the way that we always do. But it's been great. How's yours been? My week has been good. And it really started off very, very good after 12 midnight last night because Beyonce 
um, uh, dropped her seventh studio album, ladies and gentlemen. Renaissance came out um, today. And in my opinion, it is really one of the one of the best feel good projects that I think she's done in a long time. And, you know, it's very reminiscent of a lot of the 80s and 90s uh, feel good projects that, that, that I've that I've heard before. Um, and the closest of what I could say is current projects that have been out there the last year and a half is Bruno Mars and Silk Sonic. They, that whole feel good vibe, that kind of grooving, but it takes you back and gives you an opportunity to kind of feel good about yourself. So I'm putting her in that category. And and like Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa did an album that was all about everything that you said. I mean, I think she described her own album in that way. Like, a, you know, it's it's taking you back. It's a little reflective. It's inspired by 70s, 80s and you know, music. So maybe that's on trend. Well, it's it's definitely for her. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, for I would say for Beyonce now. I know there's been a lot of uh, talk out there about her sampling um, different people's music, and but I'm going to give her kudos again for, because a lot of people don't even know some of these people who she has um, sampled, whose uh, work she's sampled, like you know, drag drag queen legend Kevin Ambiance. For people who don't even know who Kevin Ambiance is. Mm -hmm. um, Funky Green Dolls, you know, I'm fired up. I'm, I mean, Robin S., Donna Summers. And then she, you know, it, she she's working with people like Big Frida and even trans activists and social media goddess T.S. Madison. Okay. And I mean, she's just, I think she's embracing a lot of things that, that we're going to feel good about as she moves her way to pick up her Grammys next year. Okay. You you like it like that, okay? I, I like it like that. I'm I'm that music guy that um you know if after like thirty seconds if you're not doing something for me it, it, it's it's a, it's trash. I'm not gonna listen to it. Right. But she has four cuts in particular. Of course, you know you can't break my soul. It was first. Um, but Church Girl, Cuff It, and Summer Renaissance is like my favorite because she pays homage to my girl Donna Summer. I can't wait till that video come out. Okay, I know. That, <laughs> I know that 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 that's going to be some some ish. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So well, overall, I, I gave I'm giving it an eight. All right, right on, right on. I'm definitely giving it an eight. So who's in here tonight, Vaj? Well, uh, we have Rose. Hi, Rose. It's always good to see you. Hi, Rose. Sean. Beverly is a new name. Do you know Beverly? I don't know Beverly, but Beverly, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here tonight. Beverly, tell us how you found the show. We'd love to, to know how you came to be a part of our family. Yes, well, please, please, please. You can respond. If if, if, if she's on here, uh, Beverly can respond. Is that correct? Absolutely. We already have an M. We don't know what else was coming, but okay. we, we, we love the M. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. And, and Blue is here. Some of your responses do come in, but they may be a little delayed. So... Um, if we see them, we're definitely going to give you a shout out. Boo so says she's using her music to speak her truth without saying a word. Now, I, I know that there's a little controversy. Yes. With Khalees? Yes. She's not happy that her music was sampled without her being informed. Now, I don't want any smoke for anybody who's all up in the beehive. But They'll get over it. Miss Thing is notorious. <laughs> for heavily borrowing and being inspired by other artists. So 
it's not surprising that she sampled all these other people, especially Kalis, without letting her know. I don't know if that's standard within the industry. You you sample them until they take you to court, and then you pay them for money. <laughs> is that how it goes? <laughs> I, you know, it is kind of strange me thinking about Beyonce sitting in court. Um, I'm, I'm just you know, I, I'm, I I really can't like grapple with that, but I know that there is also a possibility. But um, and and I, I said Kalis, and you said Kalis. Um, she also talked on her Twitter feed about how Pharrell, um, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, outsmarted her or took her money. So she, she talked about that also in regards to Beyonce sampling her music. This happened a couple of years ago where she, um, you know, was trying to sue Pharrell or, or take him to court or whatever. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, hey, girl, if you got a case, go after Beyonce. Look, I mean, I, it's, I think even Blue said, it's the new standard. I mean, you sample someone's music, they then come after you. And then what happens is they just pay them part of the royalties. They don't even fight it. Because I know Dua Lipa's song, um, uh, what was it? You're my starlight. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, <laughs> levitating. I haven't heard that, but you know what? But you, it sounds good coming from you, so I might have good. to look at it. You must, you must. It's such, it's such a great song. But <laughs> that song had four different people that took her to court for yeah. sampling, infringement, et cetera. And they were like, mm. they were just like, look, here's your percentage, here's your percentage, here's your percentage. I'm still a superstar, I'm selling music. So, you know, yeah. that's just what they do. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, um, you know, well, if you haven't, you know, for those, if, first of all, you know, it's all subjective. You like what you mm -hmm. like, you know, li listen to, hey, you know, what I mean? you know uh -huh. it, it goes in that category. But I, I wanted to bring something up to you that I heard today, Bosh, that I just want to get your opinion on. I was laughing while I was pulling things down uh, about this. But on Tuesday, this 19 year old boy was on a plane. Um, uh, going, uh, traveling to visit his parents. And while he was on the plane, let, let me see, a, he was watching with his headset on some movies that he had downloaded to his phone. Uh, what is it? Deadpool? Um, it's a, a movie called Deadpool. And this six-year-old boy was looking through the seat and saw the movie, was mm -hmm. watching him, was watching him watch the movie. Mm -hmm. And then when it got to the part where it was just like, you know, too much for him to handle, the little six-year-old started screaming and crying. And so the so his mother leaned up and told the, the boy how, you know, basically, how dare you look at that kind of stuff and, and upsetting my child. That's what happened. And 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 the person went to Twitter and posted it. And then of course people started re 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 reacting to it. Mm -hmm. so, stop it. <laughs> Absolutely. Son. Karen right. son. That's exactly it. It's, and, it's the Karen you know, family. It's the Karen McCarrens. You know, I'm when when I read when when I heard about this, you know, the first thing I thought, you know, was wow. And I'm also he says that when he took the Twitter with it, he didn't think that people would feel the way he did. He said because he felt really bad that he upset a child. Mm -hmm. But he said, screw you. I had my headset on. You, Your child was looking through a seat. How come you didn't have a game or something for your child to keep your child occupied? What were you doing while your child was looking through those seats? You're sitting there being, being the parent who says, you know, the child can do whatever. And Right. 
I am not responsible for what your child is doing. If your child wants to look over my shoulder, if your child is going down and peeping in the peephole, your child is not under your direct control. That's your responsibility. You need to be checking that. If your child is so engaged in what's going on between that seat, you need to understand why your child is so engaged and check it out. That's the parent's fault. And I'm over parents these days who are trying to get out of the house. They don't have to be around their kids because their kids are a drag. And they're the reason why their kids are a drag. They're right. they're blaming everyone else for what their child is doing and getting into when they're supposed to be engaged. Uh-uh. That's so what did most people say? Oh, oh uh, well, let, let me see. Um, this this one this one person says, hold on, I'm sorry, I'm gonna take up some no time. No worries. Yeah, yeah, um, words, you find this it. This one person said the mom is in a public setting, it's her responsibility ability to watch her child. It's troubling that she didn't notice her kid was watching your movie. Everything um, I just said. <laughs> so you just said um, um, another person said, random strangers on a flight cannot and should not police what you watch, period. And and again, he had a headset, so mm -hmm. no sound. And then the last thing someone said, the reaction to this post kind of surprises me. Oh, this is what he said. It is, it is nowhere near as interesting as some of the other posts I've seen, but as, and he's using an, an expletive, um, ton of people found it necessary to respond. With all the support I've received from it, I feel a lot better about this situation. Because, yeah, yeah, I, I get it, right. It, it it takes a village to raise a child, right? But raise it, raise it. Not every person that you encounter is part of your village. Raise it and see if I, as much money as it costs to fly somewhere. And you got to worry about your bags getting lost. First of all, you got to worry about you, that you're not even going to get to where you're going because there's always a delay. And then when you get to where you're going, um, you know, you're not even sure if you're going to have everything that you took from your house to get to where. And you got to worry about somebody who has a child that they're not. No, I think we. I think I better get on with the show because I'm gonna get in trouble. In You're a few so minutes. funny. I mean, really, <laughs> when I'm on the plane and someone's watching something, I'm always looking, hoping that they're watching something inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> So if you see me on a plane, you put something inappropriate on your phone. Let's be friends. <laughs> well, well let, let's get on with the show. Thank okay. you, Lars, for indulging me in that. Um, and, and ladies and gentlemen, let me reiterate tonight's show, The Power of Love. We are talking about how love affects us, ourselves. And and Vosh and I put together some questions. Even though we're talking, please feel free to, to chime in and, and, and let us know how you feel. Mm -hmm. So, again, the first point is, you know, practicing or or talking about self-love. And mm -hmm. my first question is, in what way do you and myself, in what way do we show love for ourselves? That's my question to you first. That's your question to me? Like, what ways do I show love to myself? Yes. I am really patient with myself, especially when I have to learn something. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not sure if I ever told you this story, but I was dating somebody who was a really bad driver and I would drive over to, to see Michael. And after a while, you know, we, I would drive over, we'd get in his car, we'd go someplace else and I would be traumatized. So mm -hmm. I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I, I, I can't get in the car with Michael. Like whenever, we, whenever I drive over, I have to make sure that I let him know that I'm gonna drive. Well, I did that for a while and I kept forgetting. I'd get over, I'd drop my stuff off, we'd get in his car. So finally, I told him, I was like, look, you're a really bad driver. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I need you to remind me because 
it's taking me a while to really remember this myself, that when it's time to go out that you, I'm not going to get in the car with you. So remind me, don't let me get in the car with you. Well, I mean, clearly he was just like, you know what? Forget you. <laughs> so it was like another three, maybe four weeks when finally I went to go get in the car and I was like, hey, I remember that I'm not supposed to get in the car with you. And as a matter of fact, I remember that I told you not to let me get in the car with you. <laughs> so there's a lot going on. But I, I, <laughs> but I say that to say that in that process of learning, when there's a goal yeah. to do something like change eating habits or, yeah. uh, you know, go to the gym or whatever, that I'm very patient with myself. I give right. myself a goal and I keep reminding myself, hey, we've decided to make different choices. Let's make different choices. And yeah. for me, uh, giving that to myself, the way that I give that to other people was monumental. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's in, I, I, I received that from you. Um, one of the ways that, uh, or the way the, I think the most important way that I show love for myself is that I forgive myself, mm -hmm. you know, for, for my mistakes. I, you know, I know that I, I consider myself a perfectly imperfect person. So I always find, you know, even when I, when I think that, let's say I, 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 I owe someone an apology for something, you know, I forgive myself first for doing it. And then, you know, I, depending on what I'm apologizing for, I spend time with how I'm going to, you know, apologize to that person. But I do forgive myself before I do it. I, I, I spend, you know, when I have to, I make sure that I spend time forgiving myself because you can get lost and not do that. And it can kind of, you know, drill a hole inside. How do you, but like, what's your process? Because that can be difficult to get to a place where you forgive yourself. I, I kind of uh, uh, surround myself with the things that, that make me feel good. Sometimes silence, you know, I will sit in silence. Um, I will also listen to certain music that, that, that helps me to think about that and stay present while I'm doing it. Um, I am also a huge person uh, in having fragrances around me. So I will light candles, not in a kind of ritual kind of way. I just love fresh scents. So those are three ways that I put myself in that place when I know that I need to um, talk to myself about forgiving myself. And that's how I show that self-love to, to myself so that I can move forward. Well, what about when that replay comes up? Uh, the, the, the tape? Well, the replay of like, okay, the situation, here it is. Oh, I can't believe I did that. I mean, like how, you know, I, I'm intrigued by your process because, you know, I choose, I go through that as well, but I'm intrigued by your process. I forgive myself, you know, um, because if, if I don't forgive myself, then I can't kind of fix the situation. I can't think how, okay, how, either, you know, you, you're going to deal with this no matter what. Mm -hmm. It helps, forgiving myself helps me to deal with it. So okay. if, if, I, if I've answered your question, it, it just allows me to center myself in a way, even when I'm, you know, going all over the place, like, why did I do it happen again? Da, 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 da. It just helps me to, to reset that centering place. Okay. Um, what does Robert say here? Allowing others to do something to your spirit and you then sit in it, sit in silence, upsets at yourself. I'm assuming that holding it in what I've just interpreted what he what what I'm sorry Robert if I didn't get this right um you, you shouldn't you shouldn't hold things in you shouldn't hold things in get, get, getting it out just just not 
just not getting it out. And I called a friend today to say, I need to have a conversation with you because there's an elephant in the room and we're, we're, we're going around it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm tired because you mean, uh, you mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So that, that's, that's another way of, again, me taking responsibility for something that, that I've done. And, and I think, yeah, loving yourself mm-hmm. in that way, right? Like mm-hmm. understanding that we all make mistakes. You are right. not your mistakes. You know, loving yourself unconditionally enough to know that you we're imperfect, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. having the ability to have empathy to what we may have done to someone, and then apologize for that, I think is probably one of the greatest expressions of self-love, mm-hmm. even yeah. though there's someone else who's on the receiving end of that. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So I'm taking that approach. So okay, that was my first question to you. Interesting. Well, I would like to know, Mm -hmm. when did you start to love yourself unconditionally? Um, If I had to put a date on it, Vosh, to be honest with you, um, I was uh, 29 or 30. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, I had was going through losing a partner, a partner that I had been with for 15 years. And then getting a new partner, and then and 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 time had passed, and then I started uh, seeing uh, someone else. I realized that I didn't love myself. I, I didn't love myself. I was um, doing things because uh, people. I was trying to people please, mm-hmm. and that's when I re- That's when I started loving myself and and actually doing work on myself where, you know, I, I think it was very important where I realized something was happening and, and I wanted to, to make that change. As I kind of uh, alluded to last week with being on jury duty, how I just like said, you know what, I got to, something's not right here. Well, 30 years ago was that same kind of, <laughs> of, of feeling. So I did. Um, but yeah, it was around the age of 29, 30. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. How about yourself? I would say it was probably roughly around that age as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was a time that I was learning how to manifest in different ways mm-hmm. and realized that love was the answer to it all mm-hmm. and realized that giving self-love was sort of like the start of an engine that created more love that allowed there just to be more love flowing all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would so, say, yeah, that was, that was not that, I would say that was about maybe 20 years ago. Right. You it's know? amazing yeah. how, 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 as we become seasoned, <laughs> we can look back on that, on that experience and, and, and look and, and, and see how it shaped us. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, wow. Um, this this one is really tricky, I think, for, for both of us, in my opinion, under self-love. How do you take on, how often do you take on other people's problems as if they were your own? Mm. Or do you do that at all? I would say that there was a time when I would probably have had that propensity, mm-hmm. but not anymore. I mean, as a matter of fact, you know, within a circle of friends of mine, we just had this whole like little chant, don't take it on, don't take it on. Right. You can be present for someone, you can hold space for someone as they're going through whatever it is that they're going through, but that need to feel as though I need to take it on and, and solve something for someone. Right. 
no, no, I've, I, I've gotten past that. I mean, and it was probably a, a, a difficult, it was a difficult process because yeah. I, I'm really creative and I like solving problems. I like pulling things from all different aspects of life and putting them together in something new and say, you know, hey, check this out. Um, but one, it took me realizing that not everyone wants to solve their own problems. Sometimes people just want to talk about their problems. And do nothing. <laughs> and do nothing. Um, I'm just going to hit it right, right where it is. I do not. I do not take on other people's problems. I do not. I, I am at an age, have been at an age for a long time where that's not healthy for me. Mm -hmm. and, and, and for those who are watching, I do want to stop and say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a disclaimer. Bosch and I are clearly not therapists. We, we are not psychoanalysts. We are merely, merely talking about, again, the power of love as, as it affects all of us. And so mm -hmm. we're just having a conversation here about it. But no, we're, 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 we're not asking you to chime in because we're going to see if you want to come sit on our couch. No, that, that, that's not. That's not Some of y'all well, can sit on my couch. No, not, I was going to say. And if you want to know if it's you, you can just ask. <laughs> one eight hundred. Yes, that's it. Um, yeah. So no, I don't take on other people's problems at, at all. And and it's amazing how some people will, you know. Of, of course, people define their own their problems as however they want to define it. Mm -hmm. I don't take on other people's problems. I don't. There you have that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well. Have we looked at Blue's comments? Because Blue's had a couple things to say here, and Steve has had something to say. Okay, Where, where's oh, there's Steve. Oh, okay. Now Steve, oh, Steve was well. We was he was. This is a comment related to the child on the plane. Ah, uh, okay. What does Steve say? Even child proof caps, proof caps should be should by be request. By request. What is child proof cap? On medications. Ah, uh -huh. mm -hmm. melatonin. Is there any melatonin in the house? <laughs> That's hilarious. And then uh, I think we read Blue's allowing others comment, but Blue's also said, I've grown to love me and accept my flaws and still growing. And I think what we're saying is that there's a part of that that's being a seasoned person, a amount of wisdom that comes with going through the planet and realizing that it's really all just about you. Right, right. Yeah. And 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 let, and let me stress again, you know, um, these are these are points that you know, Vosh. If we had a two-hour show, trust me, we 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 can go through here and ask you a lot of questions. But um, we we just there, we want you to begin as 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 a people, as ourselves, because there's so much going on to really, you know, look at ourselves and and ask ourselves certain questions about how we feel and do we really have love, you know, around us with us, mm -hmm. um, for us, <laughs> for us. And this, this is the, so let me ask you this question, mm -hmm. because when you resonate in a space of love, mm -hmm. there are often people that are drawn to that who are energy vampires. Mm -hmm. So yeah. how good are you or how comfortable are you? Uh, how often do you say no to people who you immediately know are coming in to suck the love and life out of you. Vosh, that is such a good that is such a good question. And I'm going to say that this is quintessential Alvin. 
you find out you find out a lot about a person when you tell them no first of all yes when you when you say no to an individual you you for whatever reason you find out things about that person if you just say no and then get you know take a deep breath you you can find out a lot about about that person um people who gravitate toward me who i know are energy suckers and and i i just don't you know i just don't give them the time i i really i once i know that that's happening and usually that happens when when the phone rings and you look at it and you don't want to answer you're like i just can't answer that phone. <laughs> you know, so that right that's already your gut telling you like hey, yeah, hey that, that's right. really how it's happening you 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 don't want to talk about nothing or you know i one of my pet peeves is also when you're talking to people who are stealers, they'll they'll say things and, and then they'll laugh about it. They will say something that's really not good, like mm -hmm. about you or something, like, and, and then they'll laugh about it. Like, no, that's not funny. Mm -hmm. that, that that's not. I hone in on stuff like that because mm -hmm. I only want people who are around me that aren't like those people who I'm trying to stay away from. So friendship should be easy. They should be giving you love back. So like, what's it like when you say like saying no to someone, like, what do you mean? Like, what would be something that you would say no to someone about? Does that well, make sense? I, I think, I think when you say no to someone about something, I think that if they don't follow up with, well, why do you feel that way? Mm -hmm. Versus, well, why, well, you said it like that, you know, like, like, like it couldn't be possible that you could say no to them. Mm -hmm. You know, again, flag or whatever, number one. Like so, them coming in feeling so entitled that they should be able to get whatever it is that they ask of you. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. And I like you, I'm asked to do things a lot, a, a lot. And I, I, I will do it. I will go the full yard. But because I love myself and I know how time is of, of the essence for me, and I, I'm not going to work with people who are not working themselves, you know, work as well. And saying no comes very easy to me. Interesting. <laughs> very easy. So, yeah. So thank you, Bosh. So we're going to move into our second point, which is love versus happiness. Hmm. And, and as I said, in when I opened the show, a lot of us are, are we love a lot of what we do, but are we really happy doing it? You know, and so that that that's a question for me that that that, that this is a, a segment for me that that I go through that that it has filtered into even my personal life. You know, yeah, I love doing it, but am I really happy doing it? OK. And um, and sometimes, you know, for the wrong reasons, you know, you kind of love it, but, you know, it doesn't make you happy. So give me an example on that. Huh? Give me an example of that. Um. Like, for example, I'm going to say, I love, I love, 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 love a clean house. My house, I am such a stickler about my house. And I just, I just, I just love, I just love cleaning. Now, am I happy doing it? No. <laughs> the older I get, the more I talk about getting a housekeeper. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I, I just, I... I'm just at that place where I love a clean house, but I'm not happy doing it. Okay. No, 
No, no. So yeah, that, that that's an example. How about you? Gosh, well, I used to love, love getting a tube of Pillsbury chocolate chip cookies. Even though I bake, I mean, I can bake, but I, for some reason I would love getting Toll House cookies, cutting them up, making them, and just sitting on the sofa and watching a movie. I used to love that. Well, I, I can't do it anymore. You can't do it anymore. No, child, because when you get seasoned, you get indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> now, if Pillsbury decides it wants to sponsor the show, I will retract everything that I've just said. <laughs> but right now, I can no longer do that. But I just have fantasies of that. It was just like such great moments in my life of doing that. So, Vosh, do you ask yourself um, or monitor how often you have a positive experience versus a negative experience? Do you monitor that? Um, I kind of think so, but not in an overly active way. Like I always strive to have positive experiences. And even when something goes a little left, I always think that that is because that is a part of the process that needs to happen in order for it to become something even better than what I thought it was going to be. Does that make any make sense? It, it so does. I don't. So I don't necessarily see them as being negative as much as they are part of the experience. Because rarely does anything start out the way that you want it and go on a straight line trajectory to where you expect it to go. Okay. Okay. So, so in that regard, I, I you know I tend to not see things as necessarily being negative. Now, if something is happening over and over and over again. At a certain point, I have to see a pattern and then I have to evaluate what's going on. And then I'm looking at the positive and the negative aspect. Hmm. Okay. Okay. See, under this, we're talking about love versus happiness and mm -hmm. positive experience versus negative experience. Mm -hmm. I, I journal. I have been journaling for years. And so for at least 40 years, I write down my positive and my negative experiences all the time. Okay. And and some of them can be large, some of them can be small. Um, you know, personally, I have a positive and negative um, in my journal about my relationship with you. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> and, and 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 I've grown. I, I've I've grown from it. It's it's you know. But I think. The, the healthy part of that, again, the, the human side of all that is we we all do things that or have situations that are not always positive, not always negative, but you should understand what they are because it helps you set boundaries also. Well, what are you telling me about our relationship? <laughs> <laughs> that I need to stay in my damn lane, okay? <laughs> there are some lanes I need to stay in and stay out. No, <laughs> my, and, and, you know, for the viewers watching this, let me let me get Curry Mendez's question up here first because this Curry is, he, the he is not going to get me on 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 camera. Uh, Curry says how to how to make God laugh. Tell him slash her your plans. Yes, Curry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I, I and I, I I received that. Thank you. But, but for but, me, the, the 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 sort of thought behind that is that in order to achieve the things that you want to achieve, often it means you growing. Right. 
right? If you have a plan for something, it usually means that there's a journey involved. You have to grow. And that process of change is always going to be a little uh, weird. Mm -hmm. So yes, I agree. And I, yes. Mm. So back to your chart. No, we, we can no, go. You go, go ahead. No, I totally admit that out of love. You know, I, 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 you know, I mean that again, being human and not being in like an awkward space or anything like Child, that. Look. I, you know what I'm saying? We, yes, I think I do. My boundaries when it comes to you and granted for everyone watching for the first time, I've never laid eyes on this person physically. I have no idea. I, you know, this, we, we have a screen. He said, he said, he said relationship. Um, but I talk to him more than I talk to family members sometimes. So, yes. um, yeah, so, um, but um, yeah, I, I've, I've learned a lot from you, but again, my boundaries are set and, and I love it. I, I don't think you can have a healthy relationship unless you have boundaries and you know what the boundaries are. You can, you cannot. So. Yes. And I, I, I think that that is absolutely 100% healthy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so, um, cause I, you know, I, I got loads of questions I want to ask you, but I, I'm going to let you go here. Cause I, there's one here that I really want to ask you so bad. And while I'm asking him, ladies and gentlemen, please believe me, I'm asking you too, because you all <laughs> need to, you know, relate to some of these questions that you need to ask yourself. So, yeah. Well, how important is your own happiness? Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> it is, it is numero uno. Uno, it is essential. It is critical. It is like top of the line must do. My happiness has to be first. It ha I have to be happy. And even when I'm when I'm down, I have to be happy. And and a lot of people don't see it, but even when I'm ready to chop your head off, I'm happy. <laughs> well, I would be happy to chop someone's head off. <laughs> no, no. Ha happiness is essential. And so it, it is very important to answer your question. Very, very important because it helps me to actually, um, you know, exercise some compassion and, and just stand in a place where, again, I can think rationally, even mm -hmm. when I'm evil or I just, I'm angry. Um, so it's very important. Mm -hmm. Interesting. How about I you? It's very important. My happiness is very important. Um, I'm usually able to find happiness. Again, even in the journey that is less than uh, joyful, mm -hmm. usually. And I think that I might be growing and changing mm -hmm. in, in these years um, okay. to shorten that distance between not being happy and being back at being happy. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, I've had to like understand when something is pulling at me out of my happiness, mm -hmm. whether it be situation, person, uh, environment, et cetera. And then trying to put myself back into a place where uh, my guard can, can relax. I don't have to worry about protecting myself and, and just get to be. And as I've made more of that decision, I have found myself in environments where I feel valued more um, I'm, I'm given the freedom to just sort of be, and I don't feel as though I have to try as hard. And that's a very, um, very powerful place to be, to just sort of recognize that. 
Mm -hmm. um, so it's very, it's been really powerful. Uh, Curry said, one of my biggest lessons in love versus happiness, you need to be strong enough to walk away from love when there's a lack of happiness. Look, Curry, I don't know if you're a minister or not, but I'm ready to pass the plate because you need an offering. Um, Curry, I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I think on that first episode, um, we talked about or, or back in March a year ago, to Curry's point, I, I said um, one of the things that I realized uh, about, about love for me was loving someone so much that I, that I, I didn't, um, I love them so much that I didn't remember who they were in that I, I, I didn't, I love them so much that I, I didn't remember who they were not forgetting them, but I just didn't, you know, I didn't see all the things that I needed to see about them. And I did not walk away at the time that I saw it. So I hear what you're saying, Curry. I hear what you're saying. Receive. Um, because yeah. you can love someone, truly love someone. But if you're not happy, you can love them in a different way. And you can love a situation from afar. It doesn't have to be an integral part of your existence. Right. Right. But how does that play with you? But are you happy being in that space? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you put yourself into a space where you are happy and that thing that you love, which is, is what I think Curry is saying, can still exist from a distance. There are people that are that way. Yeah. I, I love you, but I love you when you're over there. Right. Right. Yeah. That's called a breakup, right? Well, I mean, I guess, it, or it's it? an evolution of the relationship because it's not just, I mean, it can be anything. It yeah. can be anyone. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, a, a, a lover or a, a dating situation. It could be anything, but Curry can explain more. Um, I thought love was so rare that I stayed hoping it would be get better. Yeah. Been, been there too, Curry. Um, Curry, we, we might have to have you on the show. Um, <laughs> that's all I can say. Thank you for joining it. Oh, Bobby. Bobby said it's also important that you know your your worth. That's what this show is all about, Bobby. Mm -hmm. Even when you love someone, if they do not earn that in return, walking away is self-care. Bobby Edwards, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Okay. From and a so distance. Gary got some musical genes in him too. From okay. a distance. <laughs> <laughs> So look, um, we're, we're going to go to our third point for the sake for timing of the show. And the last point that we wanted to drive home and get some conversation on about on is, is love driving your purpose, your passion, and your motivation. And hmm. I, I, I specifically wanted to talk about this because of what we said earlier. Just because I, I love something doesn't mean that 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 I'm that I'm motivated or passionate about doing it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes mm -hmm. I, I I I I will do it. But um I think for this conversation, I put my purpose first. If love mainly drives my purpose for doing things. Mm 
explain that to me, please. Um, because if if I'm going to do it, I'm I I will think about the reason why I'm doing it, who I'm doing it for, when it when it will benefit me. Um, one of the one of the things that I hop on all the time is about um, your your reputation. You know, when when I'm when I'm doing something, showing love to somebody, in most cases, I'm thinking about my reputation. How will this make me look? How will this you know if, if I do it? So if I think that it's a safe for me to do it and it's going to be advantageous to both of us in, in some form, shape, form, or fashion, my purpose drives that. Ultimately, my passion will be involved with that mm -hmm. as, as I go through. But I have to get past my reason for doing it, which I have put in the purpose category. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So do you ever do something where you're not concerned about what you're going to get out of it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, that was so enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I do, and and I don't mean to sound like, I, and I hope I don't. I'm not coming across to anybody. Not that if there's anybody who wants to take me out to dinner or something on, on this show tonight who's watching, I hear me when I say this. I'm not going out to you know going on a date or something just to get something out of it in terms of you know, you know. I, I, that's not what I, that that's not my 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 character. But um, you know, there are things that I'll do that you know I'm I'm just doing it sometimes just to make somebody else feel good. You know what I'm saying? I will or or help somebody. I, I will do that. You know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, not everything that I do, I do it with an outcome, expecting an outcome of what's in it for me. Because I I was going to say that that does not resonate with who I know you to be. So right. that's why I asked you that question. Right, right. No, 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 no. Yeah, you know. Okay. No. I hope, thank you. Hopefully I, I've ironed that out. And uh, you did, and you did. I, did I iron that out? Okay. Yes, you I, did. I, I did. You did. I did. I did. So, um, so uh, Vox, we have like about three more minutes before we have to go to our next segment. So any questions that, that we want to ask the people to chime in on? Because Curry, we might have to fly him here. Well, Curry, I don't know where you are. <laughs> Curry, uh, there's just so much. I mean, we really could just go on and on and on with yeah. this topic because, yeah. you know, when it gets down to what's driving your purpose, I mean, is happiness the main thing when you're looking to to do something? It is. It is. Ha happiness, happiness first. As I said, happiness has to be in everything. I, I, I do hope to find joy in everything that, that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So like I said earlier, happiness is essential for me. Yeah. So, um, well, I hope that everybody, you know, again, this we, we, we only have an hour show, but we wanted to talk about the power of love because it's, it is important that everyone, you know, um, find that that self love that we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. That you that you talk about that self love. That you ask yourself questions about, you know, how you feel that that you do not let anything just go, uh, thinking that it's just a just a fluke or it's just happening to you. Ask yourself questions as it pertains to love. It's healthy. It is very, very healthy. Very I have healthy. a question for you. Do you yeah. believe that love is always the answer? Oh wow, no, because I <laughs> no violence is the answer. No, because <laughs> I think for principle, <laughs> principle for principle, 
um, I, I have to look, love is not always the answer. And I've heard that line and I've, nobody's ever asked me that, but I don't think love is always the answer because sometimes you, you're dealing with a lot of situations where people want to throw love into the equation and it has nothing to do with it. As if that is being used as a manipulation? Right, as, as a manipulation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Love, love has nothing to do with it. So I don't think in that, on, in, in that vein, love is not always the answer. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think so. So um, thank you all. What, what Bobby said at the least fulfillment. And I, Bobby, I'm going to ask you to just just like reiterate on that. Um, we, but but we, we're going to start our um, because I, I I have a feeling there there was something in what Bobby said. Um, but thank you all for joining in. Thank you all for 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 your comments. Um, oh, he said love. What's it about you, home? <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room. Go to your room. But but, but take that, us with you. <laughs> was that from Boomerang? Uh, that was from Boomer either Boom Boomerang. Yeah, that was from Boomerang, right? That's yeah. when. Uh, Tony Braxton sang that song. It was from the Boomerang in the Boomerang. And it was movie. Halle Berry and and Eddie uh, Murphy. Eddie Murphy, yes. yes. I yes. first of all, I love that movie. I love that movie. I really should watch it again because uh, Grace Jones in that film and Eartha Kitt in that movie were just absolutely fantastic. Don't have me reciting lines, please. Look, I can do it with you. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to recite lines. But you, you take it away. It is time for us to go to our next segment of the show, ladies and gentlemen. 2000 music trivia. <laughs> bum, bum, you know, we like to play games with y'all. And this is a game that we're going to play with you. We are going to ask you questions. Let me see if I can do something sexy with myself. Uh, uh, let me take us back. You better work the camera. I was trying to do something really sexy and it didn't work. Okay. We're going to ask you questions, some musical trivia questions. We're going to give you time to answer. So we'll ask you questions, give you choices, and keep it moving. And at the end, we're going to give you answers. So if you are watching and you want to participate, type in your answers because we will be asking them. All right. Question number one. Napster was sued by which veteran rock band citing copyright infringement issues? Was it Nirvana or Metallica? Hmm. Write answer, your answers. Your answers. Now. Yes. Write your answers. Nirvana or Metallica? Napster. Oh my God. I know. Okay. Remember Napster? Question number two. Go ahead. Question number two. At the 2000 Grammys, which artist tied Michael Jackson's single year record hall of eight awards? Was it Santana or the Zach Brown Band? All right. Type in your answers. Type in your answer. I see Sean has put his answer in there. Mm -hmm. Curry has given us some like options that were not there, but you, we will let you work it out. <laughs> Question three, which artist earned the distinction of being the best selling musician in the 2000s? Which artist mm. earned the distinction of being the best selling musician in the 2000s? Was it Usher or Eminem? Hmm. Usher or Eminem, enter your answers, please. Enter your answer. And question number four. In which year did Michael Jackson pass away? And don't y'all Google 
In which year did Michael Jackson pass away? Was it 2009 or 2010? Into your answers, please lock them in. <laughs> Question five. Where is the love was a breakout hit in 2003 for which hip hop group? Was it Black Eyed Peas or the Fugees? Enter hmm. your answer, please. Enter your answers. Some of y'all, look, look, y'all typing, look, look at y'all, because y'all Googling. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> you should be coming in here. Know, a lot faster. Here. A lot you're faster you're than this. Put your phone down. Okay? I know, right? Okay. Question six. Name the four female artists who formed a supergroup to record Lady Marmalade in 2001. Again, four female artists who formed a supergroup to record Hey Sister, Gold Sister, Soul Sister, all that. Lady Mama Live in 2001. Extra points. In the box. Extra points if you get them in alphabetical order. Extra points. You might get it. He said, he said T-shirt. Who knows? Oh, you don't know? You don't know. Question seven. What was the name of the debut solo album released by Justin Timberlake in 2002? What was the name of the debut solo album released by Justin Timberlake? In 2002. 2002. And to your answers, please. And question answer. eight. And question eight. Who performed at the 2001 VMAs with a python draped across her shoulders? Was it Madonna or Britney Spears? All right. All right. Those ready are the questions. Are y'all ready for the answers? And score yourselves. Let us know how many you got because we can see some of your comments. So if you type them in, we'll know. So answer number for question number one is Metallica. I think Sean got that. I think Sean, I think Sean, I think Sean put Metallica. Can we see Sean's um yep? Sean got Metallica. All right, Sean. Who else got Metallica? John Avery. All right, all right. All right. For question number two, answer is Santana. Hello. John Ooh, Avery got it, and and Curry. Curry got it. All right. All right. Question number three, Eminem. Who got that right? Oh, John Avery. Look at John. John. We're gonna play a game and have John and Curry on the show. Um, <laughs> I know, but really, we, we should be doing that. Okay, we 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 gonna have y'all see. You all should come on the show. Don't be scared. Okay. <laughs> Don't be. Answer number, number four. Michael Jackson died in 2009. And ladies and gentlemen, you all don't know where I live, but the day he died was also the day that our metro crashed right, I mean, right right up the street from my house and several people died. It was on the day that, that Michael Jackson died. I don't know if the conductor, no, I'm not gonna play with that. But yes, that that that's what happened that day. Several people died. So it was 2009. Thank you, Sean. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a Hollywood story. Because oh. the night that Michael Jackson died, I was out with my friend Charlene sitting at this bar and this dude came in and was really upset. We were like, dude, are you all right? And he says, it, it, it took him a minute, but he says, no, I'm not. I just left 
Neverland Ranch and Michael Jackson's did. The dude that they ended up saying like left was that dude that ended up showing up at the bar. Stop. Hollywood story. Hollywood story. That's the Hollywood real story. Hollywood story. That's the okay. Real Hollywood story. All right. It is the the black eyed peas. Who had black eyed peas? John Avery got it right again. Okay. Anyone else have black eyed peas? John Avery got it right. Mm-hmm. All and right. Curry, look at you all. Look. Okay. You're, and Sean. Sean okay. Holmes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. Question six. Let me see who got this. Um, Curry, stop typing. Gary <laughs> just got pink and Christina, and John Avery got all of them. Pink, Christina, Maya, and and um, Little Kim. And Little Kim, all three. Aren't they pretty? They really are. Mm-hmm. Right. Question seven. The album, Justin Timberlake's album was Justified. Who had Justified? Anyone? No. Anyone? Anyone? No. Nope. Curry had Sexy Back. Curry, that, that was that. Curry, you, you, that was, see, you got to go back a little bit further, Curry, because, uh, yeah, it was, was, that, sexy was, back was Sexy Back, no, it wasn't, but that was, that was a whole decade after this. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. There you have it. And, and question eight, <clears throat> Britney Spears, why do I think of her and I want to hiccup? <laughs> I just want to. Because of your country. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you all for playing the game tonight. Thank you, you all. Thank you all. Thank you. Give yourselves a round of applause. And uh, we have we have neared our, our the the end of the show. As always, it comes up so 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 fast. Bosh, thank you so much for indulging me. And you know, an, another week. I so appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. No, I don't care what you write in your journal about me. Okay, I got a lot. <laughs> you never see it, ladies and gentlemen. Here, here, here are our words of the week, um, and they—they actually that they're by Aristotle. Knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. Again, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. And again, that was a quote by Aristotle. Please, ladies and gentlemen. Follow us on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook. He said, he said, he said live. Follow us. Tell your friends. Um, join us every Friday. We have special guests that are coming back with us. But I know you love Vash and I, so we love coming in your living room every Friday evening. So, you know, thank you all for doing that. But, um, you know, we wish you all have a great week. And whatever you do, love yourself doing it. Yes. All right. Because we love you. We love you. And you hold the power. Yes. So thanks again for watching and joining us on, on this episode of He Said, He Said, He Said. And until next week, you guys take care. And thank you for watching. He said. He said. He, he said. said. With all this madness going on with this shirt and this picture and stuff and all this. It's a okay. lot of <laughs> a lot of <laughs> See you guys later. Have a good right. one. <laughs>